Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look that drives a girl wild. I've got the mood that really moves them. I said, chill up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of GigPod, the Glasgow's Green podcast. I'm your host, Rizzo, and we're going to have the debrief as Stevie, who is at the moment drinking a Guinness in a bar and not being on the podcast, is insisting on calling it. And we're going to be talking about our recent 411 over Kamala at the weekend, and I'm joined by Spunkphone. How are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad, John, not too bad. A little bit hungover, having been to the, the Hydro last night to see Paramore live in concert, but... Listen, we're here to talk about the football, um, not my music taste. So, delighted to be here and looking forward to getting into the Kilmarnock debrief with your good self. Never mind the Kilmarnock game. How much money did you spend on uh, merchandise at the gig last night? A whopping total of zero pounds, John, surprisingly. Um, I did see one or two pieces that I liked, but I was exhausting it. And listen, paying for a pint in that hydro is bad enough, so... Um, I decided to go against it and we'll no doubt get it in some sort of sale on the website six months from now. Listen, I went to uh, and I, in the new GigPod gig segment, I went to, uh, unbelievably enough, a hardcore punk festival in Maryhill this weekend, which just seems surreal to me. But there you go, and shout out to Ian. Hello, Ian, who's a big GigPod listener who I was at a gig when I was talking to, so hello to him. Right, so enough about the interest and stuff. Now on the Celtic versus Kilmarnock. Oh, well, the Celtic Kilmarnock game was quite interesting until about half time, and then it get boring. But four one win, can't really complain. And the game was won in the first half. It was good, four goals. So we'll talk about the team that was selected first. I suppose the big news was it was no CCV. He uh, Kobayashi coming for him, 
and there was no Jota as well. He was replaced by Haksabanovic, and reading between the lines, it seems that both players were left out because Seattle didn't really want to risk them in that terrible artificial pitch. Aaron Moy didn't start either. Awata started. Matt O'Reilly played. And I suppose you can't really complain about the team selection because... We're four nil up after half an hour. Yeah, no, spot on. Um, it was obviously a wee bit of a surprise seeing the team at first. I actually, do you know what? I didn't even look at the back four. It actually took me a couple of minutes to, to clock that Carter Vickers wasn't playing. Um, I did look at the midfield and the forward line. I thought back four takes care of itself. And then obviously um, it, it turned out Carter Vickers, as well as Jota, had, had been rested. Again, as you said, reading between the lines, it seems as if there isn't anything serious. It is just a case of... Maybe they've been carrying slight knocks over the last couple of weeks and, and you obviously just don't want to risk it on that surface. And The changes paid off, as you say. We, we had the game won within the first half and I think the players that came in as well all, all performed fairly well. So, yeah, a, a comfortable afternoon. Yeah, but we were 1-0 up after only seven minutes. Fraser Murray, who had a, a truly terrible game, giving the ball to Kyogo. Kyogo, he still had a lot of work to do, but he turned to beat his man. He found space for his cell in the box and drilled it in the corner of the net. So that was 1-0. And then after 12 minutes, it was 2-0. Alistair Johnson went across and Dyson with a header. One of the most normal goals that Dyson scored. It wasn't like a weird goal. He does specialise in scoring weird goals. But we're 2-0 up after 12 minutes. And that's, that was, I mean, I don't want to be arrogant. I'm just being honest. But that was game over, really. And did you feel the same? That as soon as we got that second goal, well, that's it finished. Yeah, Kilmarnock actually for the first what, five, six minutes, I think it was, before Kyogo scored, actually started okay. Um, had um, Armstrong down the, the right-hand side, forced a, a save out of Joe Hart. after a nice weekend of tidying up, Meg. But after the that kind of horror attempt at a back pass, Kyogo latched on, showed a good bit of composure um, and, and fairness to him um, to, to put that away. And then obviously it was a good move as well for Dyson's goal, where Dyson, again, I think showed a good bit of intelligence to go back across the goalkeeper rather than heading it in at the near post but yeah I was the same as yourself I thought that was kind of game over at that stage I know that I'd been saying last week um, when we'd done our shoot predictions um, that I thought it'd be a, a bit closer than the uh, the game back in August but we raced into a lead similar to, to how we did in that game as well but yeah after kind of 15 or so minutes once Dyson had made it 2-0 I thought that was kind of game setting match for them I say to our dear leader before the game that I thought it would be a slog, especially with no CCV and Jota. But, I mean, we just cruised the game. So it was 2-0 after only 12 minutes. And then it was 4-0 after 27 minutes. And it's about the one man, Matt O'Reilly. A couple of good finishes. Uh, so I finished low into the corner of the net for the third goal. His fourth goal after another free summary mistake was like a tidy finish in the top corner. We'll talk about Hugo's penalty miss in a minute and what we should do about penalties. But Matt O'Reilly, there'd been a lot of criticism of him this season because he had a lot of assists, but he hadn't been scoring goals. But that was much more like the Matt O'Reilly for last season. And I don't want to talk too much yet about the semi-final because we'll be doing a preview of it next week. But it wouldn't shock me at all if Matt O'Reilly keeps his place in the team for the semi-final because... I mean, he might not have been at his best against Rangers last week, but he was involved with the opening goal. Then he scored two goals against Kilmarnock, and if he keeps playing less, he'll be in Celtic's strongest lineup again for a lot of this season. You couldn't say that was the case. Not 100%, and I think that's the thing with the strength and depth and the quality in the squad as well, is that when you get your opportunity, you need to, to take it, basically. You need to grab it, and Matt O'Reilly, to his credit, as you say, played a big part in the opening goal last week, albeit he gave away that 
a free kick. And maybe didn't have his best performance against Rangers, although he had set the bar fairly high, certainly in terms of his performances against them at Celtic Park in, in, in past meetings. But he, he looked really good on Sunday. Um, obviously got his two goals, and I thought his overall performance was very good as well. But as I say, it's just a case of grabbing the opportunity when when you get it. Obviously, with the injuries for Moy and Hattati recently, and Matt O'Reilly stepping up again, as, as you had said there as well, there was obviously a lot of criticism about the fact that although he'd contributed a lot in terms of assists, his, his numbers were lacking when it came to actually scoring goals. Um, even acknowledged that himself after the game, Sky and in particular, Ian Crocker loved that stat for most of the season about how he'd had the, the most shots in the Scottish Premiership without scoring. But credit to him, took both his goals really well. The the, the second one, or fourth goal, was one of the more one of the more comedic goals we've scored um, after that terrible attempt at a, a clearance. And Kilmarnock, I think, to be fair, were the, the architects of their own downfall. But credit to us, other than the kill goal penalty, which we're about to come on to, we were ruthless with, with you know, four or five major chances and, and basically took all of them the first half. So credit to us, um, penalty aside. Yes, we were awarded a penalty, a, a rare occasion in the SPL this season. And Kyogo uh, stepped up to take it, his first penalty for Celtic. And I would imagine it's his last because he had it off the post. It came out to Dyson, but he was unable to put the rebound into the back of the net because he sort of fell over his feet when he was trying to have a shot. Or it might have took him by surprise, really. But I did see someone I won't name uh, complaining about Kyogo smiling and laughing before he took the penalty. I won't name that person. Lee Hutchinson, I won't name him. But uh, yes, I would imagine... Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... We'll, well, actually, we should talk about penalties because, as everybody knows, we're playing Rangers in a Scottish Cup semi-final next Sunday. And apparently Rangers are getting closer and closer to us, even though the evidence says otherwise. Everything I read is how Rangers are back. They're closing in. And it's, I mean, this game's got to be different. This game's got to be different. Blah, blah, blah. So maybe I'll go to penalties. The... The semi-final, because of course it can in a, in a cup game. I don't know who would take Celtic's penalties or if it goes to like, if five penalty takers. I mean, Aaron Moyes is the main penalty taker, but if he plays, I'll be shocked if he lasts 120 minutes. Carl McGregor's no good at penalties. Kyogo's no good at penalties now as we've saw. And I and Joe, I even. I mean, he okay, he scored a couple of penalties, but they weren't the most like effective. You would say the the he only just sort of got them into the back of the net. Rio Hitati, if he plays, we don't know if he's going to play. I doubt he'll last hundred twenty minutes. So I really think that Celtic have got a bit of an issue when it comes to taking penalties. You know, I'd, I'd agree. Um, obviously, Adam Moyes kind of stepped up and started taking them this season. He's been the the main penalty taker. Jot, as you say, he's took a few recently. I remember the one against Hibs in particular wasn't. Very convincing. Um, Carl McGregor did take them for a while, a couple of seasons back, and then I think that the it was the miss against Ferenc Varos, wasn't it? And then kind of been off the the penalty since that Kyogo one on on Sunday. I know it's easy to say it, kind of in hindsight, but I, I was sitting there thinking myself when he stepped up, he's no scoring here, and I just had in my mind there's a reason that he's no take a penalty for Celtic up until this point. But it does seem to be a bit of a, a reoccurring theme that we're struggling to score from penalty kicks or. In terms of spreading it around the squad, there's maybe not many players who you'd be confident in, in stepping up and taking penalty kicks. Even Gigi, before he left, had a couple, you know, the two against Livingston, for example, where he'd, he'd missed them and they were really poor attempts. So, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a running theme. And, see, it is a bit of a worry um, going into that semi-final if it does go to a penalty shootout. But 
Yeah, I suppose it's a it is a bit of a cliche, but it probably is a lottery by that stage because you don't know what kind of personnel will still be left in the pitch after 120 minutes. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, John. But I think it is definitely a an annoyance, at least, um, and a, a season of very few. Yeah, and really, I suppose the only other incident in the first half was Celtic conceding a goal. Carl McGregor got muscled off the ball, and after his first effort was saved, come on, look, did manage to get a consolation goal, but I don't really think we need to say anything more about that. Carl McGregor will know they should have done better. The second half, I mean, nothing at all happened. We brought one, we didn't really play his strengths at all. Jürgen Klinsmann was there to watch him. But we had like one pass from uh, Rocco Vata, who came on, sort of Ben Summers for his Celtic debut. And it was a decent effort ball just by the post. But I mean, setting half was a non-event. I suppose you can understand that with the game one in the first half and Celtic won't want to exert ourselves in that terrible, terrible pitch. Yeah, I mean, as we said at the very start, the game was kind of over within 15 minutes um, when Dyson scored to make it 2-0. So I think from that point onwards to obviously go and get a couple more goals, um, you know, with the Kyogo penalties, where we, we could have had five before half time. So, we were kind of saying on here last week as well at this stage of the season when I think it was 10 points that, that we needed before kickoff on Sunday to clinch the title. So, it really is just a case of, of getting points on the board at this stage of the season and to have a game won comfortably in the first half um, on that pitch and in those circumstances against a team which is fighting for their lives down the bottom of the, the Scottish Premiership at the moment. It was a fairly fairly comfortable afternoon, to say, but a, a boring affair in the second half. But I'd take that over, you know, a um, game that goes to the the last minute or the final whistle at this stage of the season. I think if we can get more comfortable wins in, in games that are won in the first half with drab second halves, to be honest, I'd take that between now and May. Yep, and that brings us on to our next game on Saturday, which I'll be attending against Motherwell at Celtic Park. Will you also be attending at Smugglephone? I will not, John. Thanks for showing me up as being a, a fake fan. Well, that's a bit interesting game. Motherwell don't have a lot to play for, but Kevin Van Veen's been playing well, so he'll be plenty to watch out for. I suppose the big question is, will Rio Hitati be involved? And if he's not involved, I would suggest that that means he shouldn't feature in the semi-final because I think it's too much of a gamble. Playing him when he's not featured for a week, for about a month and then all of a sudden throwing him into the game against Rangers. We saw what happened when Aaron Moy didn't play, and he was like poor last week. Okay, Rio Hattati is a lot younger than Aaron Moy, but it's still too much a gamble, I think. So I think for the rest of this week, we'll be hoping that Rio Hattati is in training and going to feature in the game against Motherwell. But if he doesn't, I would just leave him out of the... I would... I don't know, really. He's that good and he's so important. Would Ange take the risk, do you think, and start him against Rangers if he doesn't feature at all against Motherwell. What's your reading of what will happen? What do you think will happen? I don't think he would start him if, if you know he doesn't at least get some minutes on the board against Motherwell at the weekend. It, it will just be a case now of, as you say, it's, it's a bit of a waiting game between now and, and, and the Motherwell game to see if Rio Otati is, is back and is fit because as much as I'm talking about strength and depth there and Matt O'Reilly coming on to a game, Adam Moy obviously working himself back to fitness as well. And, and Awata as well, who we didn't really touch on there, but was hugely impressive in, on, on Sunday as well. As much as these guys are impressing, Real Hattati this season has been absolutely outstanding for us. So it will be a, a big miss um, if he isn't fit. So 
fingers crossed that we get maybe one or two images during the week to show that he's back in, in full training. Hopefully he can at least get you know a few minutes against Motherwell at the weekend uh, if, if he's not in the starting 11. If, if he doesn't make it this weekend, as I say, I don't think he would start the game against Rangers, but I think even a half thirty with that, he would probably still make the bench. He has been that good and that impressive for us this season, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I was interested about Awata because I thought, as you say, he played very well against Kilmarnock. I thought some of his passing was excellent. Our beloved leader absolutely loves Awata. He raves about him all the time. I thought like, he took his chance to show that he deserves to play more often. And I think a player that I think didn't impress against Kilmarnock, maybe because he wasn't on his field position, he'd been better on the other side, was Haxabanovich. I didn't think he really done much at all against Kilmarnock. So I'd imagine that Jota will be back in for him. I thought Kobe I've done fine, but I would think CCV will be in for him. And I mean, what we'll want, I suppose, is to get the game won as soon as possible, same as we did against Kilmarnock, and that'll allow the manager to rest players, maybe give O some playing time. Haxabanovich, maybe if Jota's back in the team. But I think all eyes will be on Rio Hatati because, okay, we won against Rangers last week. Don't know if anybody knows it, but we did win. But we still missed Rio Hatati. Especially when you see how he absolutely dominated that cup final. And I know that they've got the, the, the mega stars Raskin and Cantwell in midfield, but I'm sure that Rio uh, <laughs> Rio wouldn't uh, shuck their challenges. On a, on the, the, the Discord channel, which obviously I won't give the details of, if you're lucky enough to get an invite to it, which we're both in, and the run-up to it last week, it was sort of panic station if Rio Hattat was going to be available for the game. And, of course, lucky me, I got to speak to Ange last week at the press conference, and he, he didn't really... That's <laughs> the thing about Ange. He doesn't really give much away at all when it comes to injuries, which is his prerogative. I mean, he didn't mention anything about CCV and Jota not playing, and, like, when they get asked, it wasn't by me, it was by one of the other guys, like, what's happening with the players that are injured? It just said they're aging towards full fitness, so it doesn't give very much away. So even that's why everybody will be watching the videos that's on Celtic like social media this week to see if Hattati's there. Because, I mean, I doubt Angel say much because I think he likes to keep things quiet in-house and that's entirely up to him. So I think it'll just be wait and see when it comes to Hattati, but I'd imagine that Joe and CCB will be back in the team. Yeah, yeah, I would agree there. I think... Um... As we said at the start, I don't think there's anything too serious there with regards to the two of those. And then fingers crossed that is the case. I think it was just obviously a one of those one of those cases and perhaps carrying a slight knock and they just didn't want to be risked on that surface. So fingers crossed they're back. Right, so I'll let you do a shoot prediction for the game at the weekend, Spunkphone. Obviously they sprung a bit of a, a surprise at the weekend. Although I think I did go for 3-1 to be fair, but I, I didn't expect this to be 3-0 up as, as, as quickly as we were, John. Um, I'm going to go for a 3-0 victory at the weekend. I, I think that Motherwell's recent form is, is obviously picked up a good bit. They've, they've kind of got themselves away from danger. They've been pretty impressed under Shirkett well, and as you say, Kevin Van Veen's been in good form all season for them, but I think if, if Celtic played their strengths on the day, and, and if we do have the likes of Jota and Carter Vickers back in the side as well, I think it'll be a, a comfortable afternoon for us. So I'm going to go for a 3-0 victory, and uh, fingers crossed it's wrapped up inside 20 minutes again. Hopefully that'll be the case. I'm going to go for a 4-1 Celtic victory. I think we'll, we'll get a goal, but I think we'll be strong enough to go three points closer to the league title. And for once, we're actually playing ahead of Rangers this weekend. I know people have been going on about this a lot in forums and stuff, about how Rangers are always playing ahead of us. We're playing ahead again this weekend. They're playing Aberdeen 
on Sunday in the last game before the split. So maybe I will, you know, give us a laugh and take points off Rangers to put us even closer in the league title. Spunk phone. Thanks for being on the episode this week. I hope you're recovering after your, your pop punk excitement last night. Thanks very much, John. Now, I should have thought I'd had a more pun, but I, I didn't. What about, let's see. There would have been a riot if Celtic hadn't won at the weekend. Ha! Get it? Boom. That is comedy. Uh, I could have used that as well. I can't think of any other songs. So there you go. Right, so the, the boss can call that out if he wants. So, uh, yes, we'll be back with two episodes next week, would you believe? We'll have a review of the Motherwell game. And we'll have a preview of the semi-final. So there's a debrief and a, I don't know what we can use for a debrief preview. Pre-brief, John. Can't believe I've been a journalist. But pre-brief and a debrief next week. So there's uh, stuff for you to look forward to. You can catch us in all the usual podcast places. You know where by now we've been doing this podcast for long enough. But you can still leave us good reviews and give us five stars and all that. You can catch us on social media, Stevie at the helm. On Twitter, sometimes add on Instagram most of the time at GigPod. So he'll no doubt have stuff up at the weekend and this week. No doubt he'll be talking about if you spotted in training or no. And as I've said, we'll be back with two episodes next week. So there's a lot for you to look forward to. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic at the weekend and hail, hail. I'm not your boy, toy. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.